there's so much content out there in general and there's just so many fucking voices apparently i mean in a in a podcast war with somebody I didn't even have you heard of some dude named eric zane no, i've heard of billy but not eric <laughs> this guy just started trashing me on who are these podcasts i'm like who the fuck is this dude and then um somebody somebody sent me the clip is I, this I, the free beer and hot wings guy yeah i googled him and he was on that show free beer and hot wings that fucking hacky it was like i think it was syndicated if i'm not mistaken yeah it was so it's i think this market was grand rapids michigan by the way I know. And I didn't even want to know anything about this dude, but I just did a little. First of all, his last name's not Zane. Of course, he had to change the name because that's what these radio dudes do. So I can't even pronounce his real last name. But yeah, it was just like he's he's trying to start this like radio war with me. And I'm like, I'm so not interested in it. Hi, this is Kate, otherwise known as the Duchess of New Jersey. When I'm not busy hanging out at the beach, telling people off, or watching someone pump gas for me. I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. And now I'd like to introduce the star of the show, Eric Zane. It's riveting. You sound very condescending. It's hard to act like you're not in love with me. I know. I know what you're going through. I've, I've heard that it happens all the time. Seriously. Uh, poor, poor Chad Zumach. And by the time that that was all going down, uh, Chad was uh, uh, pals with Kevin Brennan, who is uh, uh, one of the funnier people on the planet. And uh, now those two, it's the same thing. Zumach. And him, I don't know what the hell happened. Zumach was always trying to horn in on compound media, on Anthony's thing, trying to like, uh, he was very jealous of uh, Chrissy Mayer because she's a regular on there. And so he always used to, he hated that. He hated that. And then I don't know what the hell happened with him and Brennan because the next thing I know, Brennan and Anthony are dogging Chad. Uh, Zumok was also an occasional guest with Anthony. And something, uh, 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 fucking Zumok got pissed about something and now he, they all hate him. And they all talk shit about Chad. And Brennan is, uh, I think he has a regular show now on Compound. And I just, I think he just filled in for Anthony last week or something like that. And and he spent considerable time ripping Chad a new one. And poor Chad, the fucking idiot. God, never before has more people talked shit about someone who is, I mean, he's actually less accomplished than me. You know, and I and, and and I'm accomplished enough to keep the lights on for God's sake, which is pretty much what all, all I'm shooting for. I mean, if there's anything else, I'm happy. But I mean, come on now. Hey, come on, guy. Hang on, I gotta drink this coffee and then we're gonna get right after it. I am ready. Holy shit, am I ready? Hang on. That's it. I am charged. I am loaded with the power. 
Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures Monday through Friday right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Okay, the boiler is getting repaired today. Joe Martinez, he shows up and he goes, okay, uh, I need a part. So, you know, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to come back. So he's actually on the way over. He's just going to walk. I go, just let yourself in. Say hi to Kevin. I already told him you're, you're dropping by and then go do your thing, man. He actually, this is how it went. Um, he took the thing apart and he reset it. And he goes, you have a so-and-so that's bad. I got to replace that. However, I've hotwired it. And I go, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah. So he has like a, these little, uh, it's like a electrical, um, it's like a little wire with these clips on either end of it. He goes, I put one clip on this piece of metal and one clip on this piece of metal. And voila, grab this pipe. I go, it's hot. He goes, yep, you're getting hot water now. He goes, uh, when you leave, uh, unhook this. I go, that's it? He goes, yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't, uh, you don't want to be leaving the house with this. I goes, is it going to explode? He goes, no, but just do it. Okay, great. So he shows me how to unhook it. And then he rehooks it back up. He goes, all right, take care. See you in 24 hours. I go, sounds good. Well, him unhooking that clip, I guess the, there's a computer inside of the boiler the boiler said, I see what you're doing there, asshole. You're trying to you're trying to circumvent my safety systems. Fuck you. And it shut it all down. So I go back there a few hours later and I go, hey dude, everything's cold. He goes, Okay. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I go, all right, buddy. No problem. I go shower at the YMCA, and I did. I worked out, which is kind of what leads me to what I'm about to tell you about now. Team Knuckle Dragger is there, and uh, I said, hey, I'm going for it. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, I'm going for the record. I got till the start of summer, which is June whatever, to put up 200 pounds. Currently, I'm at 190. That's my, that's where I, I'm, I'm at I said, I'm going for 195 today. They go, all right. Uh, so you've been, you've been hitting the weights regularly. You've been, you've been trying this. And I go, well, no, I haven't attempted um, any heavy weight. I've been benching, but not heavy. And they look at me kind of funny. I go, is that a problem? I mean, they go, well, I didn't say anything. It's kind of like, well, you know, you never know. I think they knew. I think they knew that I didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of putting up 195 pounds. I had been like, uh, this is called, I guess, maxing out, going for your uh, your PR. And I had been attempting that weekly. And I was, you know, going up, going up, up, up. I hadn't attempted it in several weeks. So I put uh, 165 and then uh, I did it and it seemed like there was a little bit of a hitch in my giddy up when I, when I put it up, I don't, I felt a little bit tough and I got to go up 
30 pounds. So I go up to Andy, who's the leader of Team Knuckle Dragon. I go, so do you think I should go up to like 175, do it once, 185, do it once, and then go for 195, or should I just jump from 165 to 195? He goes, depends. And he gives me a list of boring shit that I process, and I'm like, oh, fuck it. Let's do it. He goes, yeah, you got to get mean, Eric E. calls me, you got to get mean, E. You know, you got to get... He's giving me like this kind of speech that Mickey would give Rocky. You gotta be grease lightning. You know, uh, I don't know if grease lightning would, would apply here, but that's what Mickey said. Um, so, okay. I get him to spot me and he's standing over me. And, uh, uh normally I lift it off of the rack myself but this one time i said well i might need a little extra juice here so can you help me lift it off and it felt weird when he did that i felt like i was kind of like in the split second it goes from when he lifts it off to when i then start to put it down okay so wow i tell you what the strength leaves you fast because i'm it's it's above me and i start to bring it down and it goes Oh, and it didn't budge. It wasn't, it was holy shit. I'm guessing that uh, 90% of my strength just got sucked out of my ass uh, in the last couple of weeks. Holy shit. Hang on a second here. More on that in a second. Joe Martinez has like three phones. Hello. Yeah, you got to pick a phone. You've got two phones. So, I, you know. I told you, this is my work phone. This is a phone that I carry with me about 85% of the time. So, you, you're telling me that, well, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> so, during the daytime, when I'm on call, or during the daytime, yeah. and then when I'm on call, I carry this phone. Okay. And then when I'm not on call, uh-huh. I carry my other phone because in that way, uh-huh. you know, I can pass the uh, phone off to somebody else. So that way, yeah. I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen so, to me. Listen until, to me. I just until said we can get, until we can get a stationary phone like in an office type setting. This is how we've been doing it. Okay. Good. All right. Um, well, I have peace, man. Sometimes you know. Okay. Shut up for a minute. And listen to me. I sent you a text, and the text on the other phone says, the door is open. Come on in. I'm podcasting. I told Kevin that to expect you, just come in, say hi to him, and then you're good to go. Just let yourself downstairs, and uh, yeah, that's it. Have at it. Make myself at home downstairs? Make yourself at home. Do whatever you want to do. Paint the basement. I was just going to say, you want me to paint the basement you and paint, the drywall and everything for you? You can do all that stuff. Have at it. Okay. Have at all it. Right. All right. I was I was just telling them about your uh, uh, hot wire thing and how the <laughs> it, it failed terribly. Oh, I bet. All right. See? All that new technology, man. I know it's it. Smart. It's a lot smarter than we are. I know it. It's it's like it, it figured out what you were doing and said, no way, that's illegal. I'm not. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> 
I'm on 44th right now, coming up to, I think, 18th Avenue. So yeah. I'll be there in a few minutes, you know, start tearing things apart and trying to get it back up and running for you. Hey, there's supposed to be a supposed to be a race war starting tonight. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Have you heard about the race war? Oh, you mean the guy uh, when they're going to release that video? Yeah, that, that shit's yeah. going to hit the fan. Well, I don't know though. It might, but then again, it might not because it's supposed to start thunderstorming about two o'clock all the way up until uh-huh. 10, eleven o'clock tonight. So it might just keep everybody at bay. All right. You we'll know, see. They picked a good day to do it today. I thought they were going to do it on Good Friday, and I thought that was a bad idea. Oh yeah, that that'd be uh, because once you have it on Good Friday, you can you can call it the Good Friday massacre or the Good Friday riot. You know, it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it it sounds fantastic. Gonna, some of them heads are going to roll down there. The city commission, I bet you. Oh, people are pissed off. I can't wait to I can't wait to see that video. I know. It's going to be interesting. They're warning everybody of the language and everything. Oh, yeah. That cop was probably saying, you freaking blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. That, that, you know, I mean, can you imagine if he, if he, if, uh, because if it's not by the book, I mean, if it's a by the book uh, use of deadly force, I don't even think that if it's a by the book use of deadly force, it's going to matter. Right. I don't think yeah. I don't think the people that are pissed off care. Well, but I mean, either way, if you think about it, whether it was done by the book or not, uh, somebody somebody's gonna look at it and say this was not, you know. Oh yeah, they're gonna find fault. Either way, either way, they're gonna find fault. Even if the cop did it by the book, you know, it, it, it's just you know people want to find problems with everything. You know? Yep, I um, I know I hear you. I hear you. So you see. You know, that's what I love about the uh, Latino community, man. You know, you guys, people. We don't mess with nobody. No, no. You just. We just get high and sell drugs. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got to do is just sit sit back and drink some Modelo's and some uh, Coronas and, you know, a little bit of tequila. And we're just chilling, man. I love it. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Have a have a good time downstairs. I will. I'll see yeah. you More on the race war that starts tonight in a second. Um, all right. So anyway, this weight comes just and uh, Andy from Team Knuckle Dragger, the leader of the gang, pulls it right up and he goes, "Yeah, um, okay." It, for the next one, lift it off. He goes, I think you should try it again. I think you should try it again, but I want you to lift it off on your own. Like, I, I've never helped you lift it off, right? I go, no. He goes, yeah, don't do that. Because when you lift it off, it's kind of like your body's really tensing up. You've already given it a little bit of stress with that little uh, lift off there, and it's it's you're prepared, and then boom. He goes, try that. That might be the difference. And I go, all right, yeah, I never I never looked at it that way. So I sat there for like five minutes, regrouped. And I go, all right, hey, come on, let's try it again. I lift it up, and it's over me, 195 pounds. Boom, right back down to my chest. Actually, I brought it down slow. It was a little better. And then I started to push it, and it went about half an inch. And then he helped it along, helped it along, helped it along. And then I kind of powered through at the end, but it wasn't really that close. So I got some work to do.
Uh, those guys are just, oh, shit. So much power. They are uh, very, very strong. I can only hope to be that strong. So that was definitely a setback. It was probably my worst day of losing my power. So I got to get back after it. I got uh, a couple of months. All I got to do, see, I'm at 190 right now. No big deal. I can do this. I know I can do this. I think. I know I think I can do it. Yesterday was a limo, not limo, party bus, uh, motor coach, CDL, pre-trip check training. Uh, I'm going to, on May 2nd, that is my test. This uh, state examiner is going to come walking up to me outside of the motor coach. And I'm going to say, hello, I am. Welcome. Come on in. I want to do my pre-trip check for you. Uh, help yourself into the vehicle. Uh, Three-point entry, please, into the vehicle. Have a seat and put your seatbelt on, and I'll do the same. Um, so, you know, basically what you're doing here is you are getting into the cab, and you um, the extent of what I learned yesterday was um, – once you get in and um, gauges and things like that, that you have to check and the air brakes, which is the most important thing, the thing that you cannot fuck up. So, um, and when you are doing the actual test with the state examiner that you start by giving them $175 and then they sit down and if you fuck it up, they take your money and they give you the finger and then they get out and they go try again, dumbass. And then you got to wait, you got to schedule it again and pay them again. So it's within your, uh, it's a good idea to get this shit down or else you're going to end up spending a lot of money. Some of you individuals that are in the audience right now are well aware of this, that uh, drive for a living. So, okay. Um, the point of yesterday to sit down with Omar from the company and he's going to say, this is what to expect. This is what I want you to do. And I want you to practice these things now. All right. Sounds good. So, you know, while you're going through all the steps, you're explaining it to the examiner like they're a dummy, like they have no idea what they're doing. And so, um, that is the best. That's the only one. That's what you have to do. So say, all right, I am not in the seat and I'm grabbing my seatbelt. I am examining my seatbelt for rips, tears, or frays. I see none and I am uh, seating it securely into the buckle and I am pulling on the uh, uh, buckle itself. Make sure that it is properly mounted and secured to the frame of the vehicle or the seat. And, uh, you know, you got to explain all these things. It makes you very, very important. And you're, you're just rips, tears, frays, properly mounted and secured. A, a glass clean and clear. Needle is present. And then, um, you know, at some point, uh, you're going to turn two clicks on the ignition. And uh, all the gauges are going to move. And I'm looking at various pressures of... Uh, you know, uh, water and oil and things like that. And the air pressure meter is there. The needle is present. And then 
Uh, yeah, oh, I got my three triangles. They're properly mounted and secured. Oh, there's my fire extinguisher. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Properly mounted and secured. Uh, a glass is clean and clear. Needle is present in the green charged uh, ABC uh, fire extinguisher uh, to help me with any type of fire. Oh, there's my fuses. They got to have the fuses. All right. And uh, so I'm explaining all this. And Omar goes, I think what you do for a living is going to give you an advantage and help you to pass this test. I said, why? He said, because I am getting the impression that you're um, explaining a story to someone. It's like you're telling a story right now. I go, oh, well, yes. I think that being, you know, for two hours, three hours every day, I'm talking to no one. Um, that there, there might be some type of a bleed over. I go, I think what you're suggesting there and what I am reading and what I will confirm is that I have a fully operational uh, bullshit machine that I can use for evil and good at any given time. And when I am talking a lot of the time, when I see, because, you know, there's a lot of things you have to remember, you got to do this all off the top of your head. And if you fuck the shit up, especially the air brakes, if you fuck up the air brakes, even a little bit, you're dead. A lot of the times, I might find myself like uh, while I'm thinking of the next thing I need to do with the examiner, it's a kind of a high pressure thing and $175 on a line shit. I might be talking and thinking at the same time. Okay. I have a incredible skill set. As you all know, you see it every day. You see the master at work. It, you must be sitting there with your mouth open like, wow, how does he do that? He is just so fantastic. Well, I need to put this on display to the examiner. While I'm thinking of the next thing, Duchess of New Jersey, just subscribe. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate you so much. Very sweet of you. For six months. Thank you. Um. The air brakes. Now I now I don't have all of this down. I'm not going to try to act like I have it all down. That's the point of going to the garage and sitting there and rehearsing. It's a show. Put on a show for these people, for God's sake. But uh, so you know, it's one thing to read the manual. It's another thing entirely to practice because then you get that shit down and you should know you should know this you should be so efficient proficient skilled at this the first time you fire this thing up you don't want some kind of asshole doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to the brakes and then how i mean that's the number one thing so omar is telling me that the air brakes so if uh you start to lose pressure all right there's gonna be a warning that goes off. It says with your front brakes and and it's a beep and it'll tell you, uh-oh, brakes. And if that happens, get the fucking thing over and call someone because your passengers, if your brakes go, uh, if that drops too far, 
that air pressure, the next thing that's going to happen is the parking brake's going to go on. If that pressure gets too low, like about 30 PSI or something like that, this parking brake just goes bam and it'll pop out of the dash. Okay. And the vehicle's going to go, everybody's going to go flying forward. And this happened to Omar when he was driving a rapid bus in Grand Rapids when uh, something underneath the vehicle in the road blew up the bellows and cut into the line. So the air pressure dropped like that in like a second and a half. So no time to react. And he said that everybody in the bus was going, ah, I'll go flying forward. Holy shit. Uh, so that is, um, that is something that could happen to you. So you have to prepare for that. You have to know that's part of the test. You have to know what to do when these things happen. So in the air brakes test, you got to make sure that all these alarms are working and things like that. This is before you even do anything. So you got the examiner next to you, and then you got to actually step on the brakes several times to lower the pressure of the thing and make the alarm go off. See, the alarm is working. And then you got to do it more and then make sure that the parking brake goes off in the event. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning all this shit as, uh, as it's going on. But the reason why I'm talking about it right now is because uh, Thursday, Omar, he laughed his ass off when I told him about my built-in bull- bullshit machine that I have. And he goes, yeah, use that. Use that bullshit machine. Okay. Now, out of all of this, the one thing you can't do, can't get anything wrong on, is the brakes. You get anything wrong with the brakes, boom, that's it. Test over. Examiner gets out, goes, fuck you. Thanks for the money. And then that's it. What? What did I do? You forgot something. Eat shit. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. So, I'm going back Thursday. It was actually fun yesterday to do this. I was... uh. I, the, the whole practical experience of, of narrating it as you do it was enjoyable. I don't know why. I just liked it. I had a, I had a good time. So I can't wait to go back. I'm like, why did, it, why did I wait so long to do this shit? This is easy. Why didn't you sell it as it's a fun adventure? So Thursday, more practice. The test, mark it down, is set for, I believe, May 2. Uh, yeah. Why didn't I write it down? CDL test. That's going to be huge. Pro- I might have to take day off here. Might have to put a best of show. Wait a minute. May 2. Okay. Yep. CDL test. Uh, I don't know what time yet. Probably about 10 a.m. I don't know. Maybe I start like an hour early on the show that day. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. We'll figure that out. We will figure that out. Uh, when is your retake of the test? Aram says, well, that's pretty cute. Uh, you're suggesting I'll fail. I think I'm going to do pretty well, though. I think I'm going to. I'm confident that I can pull this off. Mother Mary here. All right. 
you still do a best of show. I thought WATP guilted you out of that. Well, here's the thing. No, I always do a best of show, and here's why. Unlike WATP, I have sponsors who pay for me to do a show. And they're counting on their messages being heard, Jesse. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, uh, my show uh, is, you know, light years ahead of that fiasco that is Who Are These Podcasts. There There is a very, very important reason to do a best of show. It's called Income. Many podcasters sit around and they gloat about their numbers. Ah, we're ranked number 85 in the nation. Up from 88. I I do not care about any of those numbers. The only number I care about is the number that allows me to pay for vet bills and keep the lights on and pay Joe Martinez to come to my house to fix the boiler. Those numbers. It's an S with uh, a line going through it twice vertically with numerals after it. Those are the numbers, the only numbers that mean anything to anyone. says please for the best of add the z speed mobile mechanic segment oh it's coming it is happening i am planning on going up north uh near the end of april and i'm going to do the show up at fear bunker north i'm pretty sure that I'm going up on the 20th, Saturday, the 23rd or Sunday, the 24th Saturday is a sorority day with Madison. I'm not sure what is going on with that. It's like a uh, dad's day at the sorority. (sighs) No idea, but anyway, I'm going up North and so that's the 24th and then, I don't know how long I'm going to stay up there. A few days. So that means doing the show from Fear Bunker North. And it has been forever since I've done the show from Fear Bunker North. And I'm just going to let you know that uh, it's not, it's a little wonky because I have satellite internet there and it can best be described as shit. So, um, I'm just warning you now so that the complaint level, I'm not even going to look at the comments on that, on those days, because, um, you guys are going to be so pissed and it's like, look, it's just temporary, temporary. I just wanted to go up North and spend some time up there. I haven't been up there in six months. I've been grinding hard grinding hard and i have not uh been able to do it to go up there so i uh i will be heading up there and we'll have some fun 
Um, sexy voice, Andrea. Diana's way ahead of you. You better get that basement painted before you leave for up north. Oh, I hear you. I know it. I know it. But uh, I guess that's possible. But probably not. I'm, I'm, yeah, there, there's probably no way that that is going to happen. Yeah. All right. Um, and that is just before our Bosco's pub adventure on April 30th, which is just going to be sweet. I can't wait. Is the queen of the forest going to handle the NFK duties while I am away? Hmm. No, no. Um, I, so what I was thinking was, in the shower, I'm going to set up like a, uh, one of those things you put on the wall and you can like push a button and then the soap comes out in your hand. And then I'm going to hang up the loofah high so he doesn't have to bend over, you know? Um, that is important. That way he can, um, I can show him what he needs to do for the cleaning and that will suffice. You know, Chris says he's just not going to wash. I certainly hope that that is not true. Um, I hope he doesn't get the idea that this is a permanent thing, that he he gets to do that now himself. I'm just going to keep assuming that um, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, hey, I'm back. Come on, let's go scrub your asshole. Tyler says he'll be extra uh, ripe when you come back. No. Jason says it's a dispenser. Yes, that's what it is. I don't know why I struggled to say that. Fuck me. I'm an idiot. Damn it. All right. Dear Meathead happens in 27 minutes. Send your questions along. Subject line Meathead, Dear Meathead. On the Shoreliner Striping inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com, Shoreliner Striping. Um, if you need that parking lot striped, if you need the uh, parking lot swept, whatever it is, athletic field painted, ShorelinerStriping.com. This show happens each and every day on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Live. Please follow me there. Please subscribe there. You can uh, subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account. Just... Uh, where it says Twitch Prime, click on that. When you are subscribed, you don't get any ads during the live show. And a lot of people like to watch the show as it actually unfolds live. I then take that audio, make it available wherever you download podcasts. Just search Eric Zane Show and subscribe away. Even if you don't download the podcast, if you subscribe, that would help me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Twitch and Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thanks to those folks. I'm on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, brought to you by my friends at My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss, the Medicare expert. He can help you. Gilbert Gottfried is dead. That is terrible. I've always loved Gilbert Gottfried. Um, he had a bad ticker. Some type of uh, ailment where um, 
his the muscle on his body got weaker and weaker. Like he he had been losing muscle mass for a long, long time, and I think it caused um, this issue with his heart. I was um, a couple of things that I found interesting. I usually like to do this when famous people die. Find something interesting that not a lot of people know about. And with Gilbert, a lot of it is funny because it's a lot of his comments surrounding it. Um, born in Brooklyn in 1955, the son of homemaker Lillian Zimmerman and hardware store owner Max Gottfried. His father and grandfather ran the store above which the family lived. He was raised in a Jewish family, but later said of his unusual upbringing, his unusual upbringing, quote, I ate pork. We weren't that aware of the holidays or anything like that, but were aware of being Jewish. It's like I kind of knew that even though I was never bar mitzvah and we didn't follow the holidays, I knew that if the Nazis came back, I'd be in the same train coach with everyone else. That is absolutely brilliant. According to this about Gilbert's style, Danny Gallagher of the Dallas Observer wrote, Gilbert has one of the most original formulas in the history of comedy. You don't just laugh at the punchline when Gilbert Gottfried tells a joke. You laugh at the setup. You laugh at his comments about the joke. You even laugh at the segues between the jokes. Gilbert was not about time plus tragedy equals comedy. He was offended by that. Um, much to, um, he got him into a lot of trouble all the time and he didn't give a shit. He was, uh, he's, uh, I'm going to get to some of his incredible jokes, but the one thing in particular that, uh, was just days after nine 11, he was at the Friars club roast of Hugh, uh, Hugh Hefner in New York. He says he was in full roast mode that night, making the obvious jokes about Hefner. Quote, he doesn't need Viagra. He needs cement. Until he uttered 26 words that shocked everybody. Uh, already prepared for the worst, even though they were prepared for that, it, it utter silence. No one did anything when he said, I have to catch a flight to California. I can't get a direct flight, he said. They said they had to stop at the Empire State Building first. In the aftermath of 9-11 in New York, of all places, people did not joke about the terrorist attack, at least not publicly. As the quiet at the roast turned to angry boos, Godfrey launched into the aristocrat's joke. Um, Mark Benelli said it was a serious tactical error. Godfrey disagreed. He reveled in controversy regardless of the outcome. 
Gottfried's attitude toward the idea of too much or too far is likely the reason he never achieved the same level of mainstream success as Jerry Seinfeld, John Seinfeld or Dennis Miller. But the very idea that he, this is from the Washington Post, the very idea that he should pull punches, especially when something tragic had just occurred, offended him. Fuck, that's incredible. The comic referred to tragedy and comedy as roommates, telling Vulture, wherever, wherever, no, he didn't talk like that all the time, by the way. He only talked about like that with the loud, obnoxious voice and the squinty eyes when he was on stage. Otherwise, he talks just like you and me. Wherever tragedies around, comedy's a few feet behind them, sticking his tongue out and making obscene gestures. He later wrote an essay that he was surprised to hear the criticism from the Hefner roast. Quote, I don't think anyone's lost an audience bigger than I did at that point. He said they were booing and, and, and hissing. Godfrey found the idea that it was, quote, too soon ridiculous, if not offensive. He said the idea of it being too soon is more offensive than the joke itself. You, you can do jokes about the Lincoln assassination and the Titanic and no one says anything because everyone involved is dead and their grandchildren are dead. I actually think that's in worse taste. You're saying, screw all those people who died. I waited for it to become unimportant to us. When I do a joke about September 11th or the Japanese tsunami, what's funny is that it shocks the audience. They are responding to the fact that it's tragic and you're acknowledging it. He argued that making jokes like that and so quickly was simply human nature. That everyone did it before the internet allowed for moral posturing and scolding. Whether you agreed with his philosophy was beside the point. Throughout his career, he made it known that he had a code. Nothing is off the table for a comedian. Nothing was, quote, too soon. And he stuck to that code no matter what it cost him. To him, it seemed that was the ultimate joke. Oh, my God. What a fantastic thing. So that he is a rarity. And now I want to go over some of his most shocking jokes. I loved reading this. And I'll link it all up so you can look at it on your own or share it or whatever. But Gottfried was fucking great. Um, all right. Let's see. He says... I enjoy watching other people getting in trouble. I like to sit back, relax, and see somebody else being destroyed by the public. Godfrey's long history of shocking audiences, both online and in person, began in the 80s with a stand-up bit about his first meeting, and meetings in quotes, so maybe it didn't happen, maybe it did, with former First Lady Jackie Kennedy Onassis. The comedian claimed that he met Jackie at a cocktail party before saying, I went up to her and wanted to break the ice. So I said, do you remember where you were when you heard JFK was shot? Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck. In 1991, Gottfried pissed everybody off because he was making masturbation jokes during a live broadcast of the Emmy Awards. It was right after referencing the arrest of actor Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, earlier that year. 
Fox, which was broadcasting the show, was able to issue an apology stating that Godfrey's jokes were irresponsible and insulting. The comedy, uh, the comedian later claimed he had been blacklisted from the event and was no longer welcome. Uh, it talks about the 2011, I'm sorry, the 2001 September 11th jokes, which I already mentioned. Um, the aristocrats joke was discussed in a film of the same name released in 05. Uh, according to the Hollywood reporter, Gottfried had to be censored on the Howard Stern show. I guess it was still terrestrial radio in 2001 after making a remark about Bindi Irwin, who was seven years old at the time. Gilbert allegedly called a man named Bindi and said, I want to fuck your big droopy yellow tits. No. Tits or twat? It says T dash dash T. I think it means twat. <laughs> I'm not sure how Bindi Irwin works into that. After joining Twitter in 09, Gottfried continued to share his off-color jokes, alarming followers, and even losing endorsement deals. In 2010, after photos of 18-year-old Miley Cyrus smoking pot were leaked, Gottfried caused controversy when he tweeted, I just watched the clip of Miley Cyrus sucking a bong. I am so sad. Sad that it wasn't my cock. In 2011, Gottfried lost a deal with Aflac after he shared several shocking tweets about the Japanese tsunami. This is like an hour after the wave hit and killed everybody. Japan is really advanced. They don't go to the beach. The beach comes to them. He wrote right after the disaster killed more than 15,000 people. He doubled down writing Japan called me. They said, maybe those jokes are a hit in the U S but over here, they're all sinking. Aflac does 75% of its business with Japan fired Godfrey amid widespread <laughs> outrage. Gilbert shrugged off the loss of income later telling the New York post. It certainly got my Q rating up. Had I waited three days, it would have been a really old story. Gilbert did not give a fuck about anything. Talk about someone who, I mean, that it's his way or the highway. It's all a joke. It was all a joke to Gilbert. And he did that to the day he died. And that I think is so rare. Fuck. I mean, it's no one does that. There is no one that would dare do that. How fantastic is that? So I just wanted to mention that, that, uh, we lost a very, very funny human being today or yesterday. And I, I wanted to take the time to talk about that fucker. How great is that? I wish I had some joke writing ability. The problem is I don't have the balls that Gilbert had because if I made a, a, a tasteless joke about Gilbert dying, 
um, somehow like in uh, taking a page from Gilbert's uh, playbook, um, somebody would try to fucking cancel me because everybody's a fucking asshole. Amanda says, Eric, you got to go watch this documentary. I plan on it. I pl- if I have time, as soon as I get the basement painted. All right. There you go. Rest in peace, Gilbert. Very, very sad. But damn, were you funny. Funny, funny man. Uh, I'll do a Patreon podcast a little bit after this one gets done. Having a great time on Patreon. I'm hoping for at least one of you that are enjoying the free podcast. Between now and the start of it, will be able to join me. Uh, let's see. Are we Because, you know, in addition to the Patreon bonus podcast, I do the uh, several things. that Yesterday, supposed to drop an edition of Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia failed miserably at that Dale got tied up uh today's the 13th I'm gonna try to do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast tomorrow at seven it all depends on Ben I'm sending him a text right now hello period can you podcast on Thursday evening at 7 p.m question mark rest in peace Gilbert Gottfried period Wait till I hear back. Uh, all on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And the open and live stream of this show today brought to you by Joe Martinez and A&E Heating and Cooling. Who may very well be in the basement right now working on the boiler. Thank you, Joe. Ah, Joe just said the boiler is running. You already got it fixed? Hold on a second. Yes, sir. You already got that thing running? Nope. What what was the part that you put in it called? An igniter? No, a low low water pressure. Low water pressure switch. Are you drunk? It took you forever to say that. Yeah, it, I'm. I'm still reeling from last night. I went to the casino last night, you know, and yeah, uh, you know, I gotta get. I was getting some warm ups before I go to Vegas. Yeah, I know that's the plan. You're, you're such a high roller now, Jesus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a long words for us Mexicans, you know. I mean, we're not used to that shit, man. Yeah, man, you're going to, you know what you should do? You, 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 you ever watch, you, you ever, uh, I don't know what the fuck you said. <laughs> I know you didn't. You know, when, uh, in Colombia, Pablo Escobar used to ride through the streets of the city and throw money at the people. And that's why that one of the reasons why they loved him, since you're like a big, Heating and cooling kingpin. You should do that. Drive through the barrio in Wyoming there. Yeah, and in Wyoming, Michigan. The only problem with that is that, you know, down there, they all drive uh, Ford F-150s, and they got those big roll cages with the, with the uh, benches on the back, and they got guys standing there in military uniforms and, and rifles and everything. So 
I don't think Wyoming would allow me to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, running. You got about a hundred and thirty-eight degree uh, outlet water right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's warming up nicely now. Nice. Okay, buddy. Hey, thank you. And uh, hey, send. I will. Huh? Uh, and then, sh- how should I pay you? Should I j- are you just gonna send me a bill, or do you just want me to? I mean, yeah, I gotta sit down and figure it out because you know, I mean, it's kind of like you know, I gotta figure out how much money I need for Vegas. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Okay, buddy. <laughs> okay. Okay. See ya. I'll see ya. Bye. Hell yes. Uh, six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine for Joe Martinez. Thank you, buddy. Um, spring cleaning time. I know I need one. It's uh, dumpster season. Dumpster divers. Go to their website, dumpsterdiversllc.com. You can do it all online if you want. Or you can call or text the boys at 616-375-9962. Dumpster divers, LLC. 616-375-9962. Their dumpsters are cheaper than everyone else's because the weight limit is lower. You're getting uh, bent over the dumpster when you call upon the other guys because they're charging you for a weight limit that you can't possibly achieve no matter what you put into that damn thing. Now, in the unlikely event that you actually do, they'll charge you a little bit more, but it's you know based on particular weight numbers, not like thresholds. You're still paying less. Uh, so go to the website, dumpsterdiversllc.com, if you are within the West Michigan area. You get a little too far out, and they're like, nah, we're not going out there. You know? That's kind of like what happened to Kenny when he um, reached out to that guy, that uh, mobile mechanic. And uh, the mechanic mistakenly did not look how far away Kenny's residence was and then made the very appropriate business decision to cancel it on Kenny, which he, you know, Kenny was mildly inconvenienced and he just called another mechanic closer and was able to get that, the, the next person to fix it. But, uh, the, uh, Kenny's car, it was delayed in being repaired because he was spending too much time, um, telling, everyone on Facebook about the harsh injustice uh, that occurred. Um, I think in the uh, history of humankind, the slaughter of Martin Luther King is second to the injustice of um, mobile speed mechanic um, telling Kenny that he can't show up to repair his uh, vehicle. You know, it was that, it was that huge. So, It's out of my brain now. Kenny is uh, is furious. He's uh, he's typing all sorts of uh, uh, terrible expletives. He says he is still pissed about it. You you do not. You should not be pissed. Uh, I called the mechanic. You heard that, and um, he explained himself. And you should just process that and laugh it off. You should go and rescind the one star that you gave that nice man.
All right. Finally, before we bring in my dad, my policy shop insurance, that is Frank Fuss. Um, now, not all, not a lot of you that are listening to the show are old. When I say old, I mean 65 and older. The old people in society get their insurance. They get Medicare insurance. So you old people, when you're retired, that's what you do. Now, a lot of us, most of us are not old as shit, but we know someone who is. Um, this is what I would like you to do. I would like you to have your loved one be introduced to Frank, Frank Fuss, five minute phone call to determine that they are getting all that they are entitled to. I am not kidding. I did this with the NFK, a Medicare checkup. Kevin now has more thorough coverage insurance with zero to just a small amount of deductible for any procedures, better prescription uh, plan, and not as expensive. Don't ask me how that's a thing, how that all comes together. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. What all I know is the number. So I call Frank. He takes care of that. You see what I'm saying there? You must do this. 616-914-4070. The Medicare Advantage Plan expert, Frank the Tank Fuss, also a specialist with uh, buying insurance in the marketplace, life insurance, things like that. 616-914-4070. All right, hang on. Buy me some time here. I got to get a drink. Stand by. Diana woke up this morning. Woke up this morning. Got yourself a gun. And um, Benny does this deal. Diana has a pretty strong stomach. She once actually wiped my mother's ass. She is such a saint. My mother, in the later stages of her life, she oftentimes needed uh, uh, nursing care. And Diana would do it. And everybody else was like, oh, God, she would just get right in there. My, my poor mother would soil herself, and Diana would um, would take care of it. So she has a very strong stomach. But what she doesn't have a strong stomach for, apparently, is uh, Benny. Sometimes Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog, will sneeze and a big green goob will come flying out of his nose. And it'll uh, it'll land on the bedspread or the floor and then he'll eat it. Okay? Um, so that's already horrible. That's a horrible thing to witness. And I mean, we, we, her and I, I mean, um, we basically sleep in a dog bed. Okay. The dog, Bruce sleeps on there at night during the day. Benny sleeps on the damn thing. And then when Bruce gets up at night, Benny gets down. He doesn't like to be up there when Bruce is up there, but we are sleeping in dog beds. That's what we do. And, um, don't judge me over that. Uh, life is better when you actually sleep with a dog in your bed. There is no doubt about it. My mental health 
is better knowing that Bruce is there. I am not kidding you. You have to do this. Well, anyway, so Benny will sneeze and a big orange yellow goob will go flying on the bed and then he consumes it. He eats it. <laughs> so this morning he wakes up and, goes, and then um, you hear the sound of him trying to lick his nose and then we both turn around and look and then Diana sees what I see. She starts going, ooh, 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 and this, this thick, goob is coming out of his nose and now it's touching his upper dog lip and he's taking his mouth and going and he's with his tongue trying to get at it and Diana's like <laughs> and nothing makes me laugh more than the sound of a person uh, gagging it just cracks me up fuck is that funny Man, makes me laugh every time. Dear Meathead is brought to you by JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com. That is where you need to go to buy Amsoil products. Sarah says that would make me puke as well. Earthbound 61 meant to say that's disgusting, but referred to it as that's disgusting. Maureen says, oh no. Adam the Odd, he's grossed out. Richard Francisco says, and then he kisses you. Yeah, well, it's even worse. O'Neill eats poo. But we try not to let him lick us. And we don't, we don't like to let any of our dogs lick us, frankly. Okay. And that is because every year you hear about someone who let a dog lick them and then they wake up from a coma uh, 10 days later and their arms and legs are cut off. That happens. Somehow the disease that's in their mouth gets put into like a, uh, like a, op like a cut or a hangnail or something like that, you know. And then, so yeah, don't ever let a dog lick you no matter what. All right, JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you? I'm okay. How about yourself? Doing fantastic, Dad. We were just talking about people who let dogs sleep on the bed with them. Okay. And uh, what were you saying? <laughs> well, you know, like uh, sometimes um, like a dog would sleep in a dog bed, but yeah. some other some other people actually when they sleep, the dog is on the bed with them or uses the person's bed as their bed. So would you would you like it if a dog slept on your bed? Well, I got some news for you. Hundred years ago, I had a dog, and I had my dog sleeping on a bed. I don't know. I was a little boy. Yeah. Whatever. Well, how would you feel about that today? Like, let's say you had a dog. Would the dog? Would you let the dog sleep like uh, right in between you and Joanne? No, I would not do that. I think the dog belongs to the dog bed. 
a sign for the dog, not in the regular bed. No way. Is that because it's just a little gross? You know, the dog dog might lick his butt or something like that? Or No, those are not the thoughts I have. But I just don't have any kind of uh, feeling for the dog to sleep on the same bed that I'm sleeping. Uh, I think uh, I think you should uh, be rough in, in your own brain. Not rough, really, but adamant to train the dog to... Sleep in a doggy bed on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. Some people do do that. Some people do do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know that. Now, some people claim that sleeping with a dog uh, is good for their mental health. I, I see no connection with a dog sleeping in the bed and a mental health. If you need a mental health, go to a doctor. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Really? If you need a, so let me write this down. If you need a mental health, go <laughs> go see a doctor. Go see a mental doctor. You cannot get the dog to heal you. All right, so that's just all nonsense. No, that, this is ridiculous. This is really ridiculous. Sorry that I'm very, uh, you know. No, uh, no. I'm hey. with this for whoever does that. I don't want to hurt their feelings in any way because right. that's their feeling and that's all this is. But the dog does not belong in your bed. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I, I'm guessing Joanne feels the same way. Absolutely. Well, oh. I think it's up to the individual. Well, according to Joanne, it's up to the individual. Okay. All right. But I don't. I don't. I don't see the human connection for the dog to be in the bed and the dog and right. the human. Yeah, get get off the couch. Get off the couch, you know, and get off. Yeah. You know, we were, I mean, I love dogs. You know me. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I used to have like three dogs or two dogs. I know it. I know it. I know it. I remember uh, a very famous line you said when you were petting my dog, O'Neal, and you said, this dog's hair is so soft. Yes. Yes, I was touching them. Just, the dog was just letting me do that, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, when Susie came, uh, comes over, uh-huh. uh, Chloe is an adamant uh, uh-huh. dog lover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she would have 15 dogs in her house if, she, if they let her. Talking about Lizzie. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you said Susie. I'll just oh, no. Well, I got too many kids hanging out. I know. Yeah, hey. That's what we do. We get our kids mixed up. Okay, very good. All right, I got all that. That was just a discussion that we were having before we reached out to you guys today. But uh, all right, yeah, another day. It's going to be another warm, nice day around here. And then I think it's going to get chilly, Dad. You might want to – you inform me that you're getting the garden ready again. Yes. Actually, last year, when before the year was up, uh, we take everything out of the garden and all that. I hands and knees for about twelve hours. I pulled every weed out of that okay. garden. Okay, so it's ready now. You just got to plant, right? Do you have to? Yeah, right. Do you have to get the soil ready, like turn it over or anything? Uh, oh yeah, I got to get ready for that. Okay, so I, that I got a small. Uh, uh, gizmo that turns the dirt over and then when i do that my neighbor comes out with a humongous size of equipment he turns that over 
Yeah. And then he's the guy that plants my garden and all that. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that, Dad. There's no doubt. Yes. Sarah has a question, Dad. She. This is what Sarah wrote. She said, Meathead, my garbage disposal stinks. What do, what do you recommend to freshen it up? You know, like you put the food in the garbage, you turn it on, and it, it goes down the drain? Uh, in the sink? Well, I don't know. By common sense, that I just have to take it outside, completely scrub it down. Like garbage disposal? Uh, yes. Something. You yeah, know. this I mean, is... You uh, keep it clean. But, yeah, but this is the thing that's uh, in the bottom of the sink, you know? It's, uh, it's attached to the sink underneath the... Uh, you know, in the in the cabinet underneath the sink, and yeah, so yeah. It, it's it's difficult to uh, um, get at. You know, and I uh, is there any like um, way that any product you can put in there? I think Joanne said one, right? Yeah, Joanne. A little baking soda might help. A little baking soda can help. Help. According to that, and you got to scrub it. Constantly. Well, it's kind of tough to scrub it because you, you stick your hand in there. It's not a lot. Of, I mean, it's not a lot of uh, uh, room. Well, wear rubber gloves or something and get your hands in there and clean it up. Or just can you like get rid of it and replace it with some another one? Yeah, I don't know. I think she's trying to avoid that. I think there's a product you can buy that you actually drop in there, and then it's supposed to like uh, uh, you know clean it. Like you like put water in you turn the damn thing on and it grinds it all up and it cleans it there you go baking soda does the same thing try a whole box of baking soda no not a whole box no not a whole box <laughs> she says uh, no okay that's, that's really half a half a small box she says okay and scrub it with it you know all right Don writes, Meathead. He's in a debate with his wife. Um, and when it, they co- it comes to uh, applesauce. Have you ever had applesauce, Dad? Oh, yeah. Well. Joy, Joy, so she makes it. Okay. Well, Don likes it warm. And his wife likes it cold. And uh, Don says that she likes it cold because she's lazy and doesn't want to heat it up. He says, what do you think? Hot or cold? And am I being a jerk? Well, I got to go for help here on this one. Why can't he heat it up in a microwave? Why can't he heat it up in a microwave? Like for her? Because for him. Well, for him. well he, he likes it warm. He yeah. does do that. Well, so, warm, his up and let warm it up. Yeah, warm it up in a microwave for you. Yeah. Eat it and let her eat hers cold. This seems like a dumb thing to have an argument about. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it, uh, it's not dumb. I wouldn't call it dumb. Cause, it is dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, when everyone does something, we don't. We can't be. And you don't do it. You can't be calling them. They're doing a dumb thing. No. No, you can't. Okay. You know, I mean, it's their thought to uh, let them do what they want to do. Yeah, it's their... It's it's dumb if you don't let them eat up. And, uh, yeah, I know that. Oh, okay. I know you like to say oftentimes, it's his mentality. Yeah. And if there's that's a problem... 
You reminded me of that. Yeah. I haven't used that word for a while. Well, you, well, you did say earlier to go see a mental doctor. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of the same. But I didn't think of mentality. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Dad. Uh, Aram. <clears throat> Excuse me. Aram. Hey, Aram, yeah. my buddy. Aram says greetings. A fr- greetings. He says that um, a friend of mine broke his Lenten promise by eating sweets. He is scared to darken the doors of his church. What advice can we give this Mickey Mouse guy who can't even quit sweets for 40 days? Signed, Aram. Aram, if, if it's a character of a person as far as food is concerned, not other things right now, it's, it's their choice, you know. Uh, they, they have to be taught. You can't harp at them. No. Well, no. I, I think he's saying that he's giving him a hard time because he gave it up for Lent, and he can't even he can't even give it up for Lent. Well, if this other person, is, is, that's what he wants to do, is just not going to listen to you. If he's that adamant in his thoughts, so don't waste your time on him. Yeah, don't even. I would. I would just ignore him. Ignore him, and that's what he wants to do. I mean, if, if it's your son doing that and a child, you are concerned about it, and you're going to work at it. But he's another person that does that. Well, hey, let him do it. Hey, it's his. It's tell his. Him, tell him. Tell him. This is what your health situation is. If you do this, you're going to, yeah. I don't want to use the word die, but you're going to hurt. Well, yeah, if I you know. If you do that, you could be healthy. Well, again, it's not about that. It was the religious aspect of it is what he's concerned about. Well, what is the religion says about sweets? Well, or- in, in particular, uh, Catholics during Lent, they make a promise to give something up for Lent. I don't even know if you were familiar with that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. I've heard of it. So yeah. that's that's what he's saying. He's saying he can't even give up sugar for uh a a for for like Jesus. Well, did Jesus say anything about eating sweets? <laughs> no, no. I don't think that I don't think he did, but I think I mean, that I mean uh, to to fast, you know. Yeah. Fast, you talking about fasting? Uh, not exactly. Uh, I think, well, I think the, Lent- I'm, not, I'm not understanding the question. Well, I think the, uh, the, the, the yes, fasting is part of Lent, but also a, a Lenten, as I understand it, a Lenten promise is something that you stick to for 40 days to remind you that, uh, you're giving up something small for Lent. While God gave up his only son, which is something big. That is the uh, mindset of Lent. Well, some people I don't know, probably hate my guts for saying this, but I really don't believe in that. I mean, the Catholic Church believes that. Well, I think uh, I I don't believe in that myself. It's it's a Christian uh, principle. To give up Food. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you missed that part of uh, the, the, the 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 church calendar, but uh, 
the 40 days of Lent leading up to the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a it's kind of been around for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've forgotten those things. Oh, okay. Because I have not uh, practiced that. Okay. I love, I love God, dearly. All right. And, uh, but I don't, some of the by biblical things were written by men or women. Uh, I don't think God ever spoke up to, in my opinion, that you can't be doing this. Yeah, hey, listen, you, next time you see Pastor, uh, what's his name again, Pastor? Kurt? Next time you see Pastor Kurt, don't tell him any of this. No. You can't. Don't say this to Pastor Kurt. He's going to well, go. I know. We don't discuss that. No. He's going to say, uh, Ruben. Any of these things. I, be- I, one thing, oh, but, but this is an uh, important thing. One thing I remember that I made a vow to myself that I never discuss religion with other people. No. No. Okay. You're like, I keep that to myself. I don't want to talk about it. I believe in Christ. Uh-huh. I don't discuss the religion aspect of that with anybody. Okay. You're like, hey, I'm keeping this to myself, and that's the end of it. That's right. God okay. loves me. If I love him, show him affection, love, and then and, uh, well, that's- follow the rules of it yeah well that's all very Fine. nice that's my, my, that's my personality and my judge yeah. judgment um, i decide to judge myself not anyone else okay i'm writing this down it's my personality and my judgment right okay all right so, well it's really i never discuss religion with anybody else no i, I believe in the bible uh huh. Even Christ, and that's all there is okay. about my religion. Well, so now this is uh, Holy Week in the church, and uh, you guys have uh, been kind of like away physically because of this uh, this illness. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming you're just gonna kind of lay low this week. Is that the plan? Yep. Okay. Well, we, we have been. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on. Adam writes, Dear Meathead, Good morning. Thank you for taking my question. Do you have any thoughts on why a carrot seems to be more orange in color than an orange is? Oh, my God. This guy really studies things. <laughs> I never thought about that. I don't know what to tell him. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I guess in some cases, a carrot would be more orange than an orange. Don't they die oranges? Do they die? Don't they die oranges? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't heard if, if oranges are dyed. I, is Joanne suggesting that when they're on the tree, they're like blue? No, no. They're, uh, to, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I heard years ago that uh, they, some some of the uh, yeah. color them to make them look even better. But I'm probably wrong. No, I don't know. Um, uh, let's I see. Never, I never thought of anybody uh, no, dying no, no. orange. She's right. She's absolutely right. Um, the FDA I mean, ha- has... Fact, I'm saying I've heard that. Well, you're, you're correct in what you have heard because I'm looking at it right now. It says it is a common practice to color the skins of oranges in certain areas uh 
because they don't look orange because of climactic or cultural conditions. And so they, the food producers will actually make the oranges more orange. You, a dad, she's always correct. She always knows things. Hey, she's a quiet but knowledgeable woman. Well, yeah, I didn't even bother trying to, you know, some people might, conventional wisdom, some people might go, no, that's not true, but I know better because... I mean, numerous times with Joanne, there have been instances where that exact thing just happened. If she, when Joanne says yeah. something, yeah, you better believe in it. Well, I'm telling you, she's been uh, kind of cautious about. Uh, oh yeah, building up on her own uh, ego, but uh, no. Well, no. <laughs> you no. Heard what she said. She is a fountain of wisdom, for God's sake. <laughs> hey, no, no, she doesn't push that. She's right on. She's a quiet. She's I know. A quiet, in her own thoughts, she's very quiet. Dad, the gentleman who sent you the Michigan keychain has written Yeah. In. That would be Mark, who lives in Mississippi now. He yes. used to live in New Orleans. He says, Meathead, uh, I want to talk to you about when we sent a man to the moon. Do you think that really happened or that the government has been lying to us? Please embellish. Wait a minute. Say that again. <laughs> government sent a what? Well, uh, Mark is uh, talking about, do you remember when the U.S. sent a man to the moon? Yeah. Okay. Well, some people have suggested that that was all fake. Okay. And he said, what do you think, Meathead? Did we really go to the moon or was it fake? No, they sent somebody out to the moon. I believe in that. Okay, you do not believe that the government was lying just to uh, um, make us think that we went no, to the, the moon. No, the government didn't send anything out there. It's scientific people that are involved and do these things. Uh, it's not the government, no. Yeah, it is. It's not a bunch of nerds that get together and build a rocket. No, but there's, yeah, there are people that are doing this. For, for, frankly, I really don't understand why the whole world is messing around with the, uh, the skies and all that. I really I can't understand. Like, these people are spending thousands of dollars to get in that vehicle and go up there and don't even get out of it and come back down. That costs $500,000. I think it's but much. Then, what is that common sense? I think it's actually more than that. It's uh, well, I'm just uh, shooting at it. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. I, you know, Dad, I I kind of agree with you. Why would the the amount of money spent could like you know feed an entire city of uh, people that are yeah, impoverished? Yeah. For God's there are sake, many people down here in this country. Now, some of them are being taken care of, you know, they're, they're being taken care of. That could use that money to raise the kids and the, the, and raise their families and all that. And here we spend it on a yeah. flight to go up there in the air. And they don't, they don't even get up to look at the moon or anything else. They turn around and come right back. Right. It's just minutes. And then, you know what, Dad? If you were to ever run for the presidency or, the, or to be the governor, I think that that should be your campaign slogan. I can't understand why people mess with the skies. Yeah. There you go. I just cannot understand that. All right. Uh, let's see. John writes, 
Jonathan writes, Meathead, some people believe in conspiracy theories, like the earth is flat. What is your opinion on these theories and the people that believe them? I honestly, that's a pretty deep subject. I have no clue what's going on. Well, I mean, if some, I mean, if someone came up to you and said, "Hey, Reuben, the Earth is flat," you're gonna, you're probably gonna think, "No, the Earth is, it is what it is, and what is what people have scientifically proven uh, the way it is." Yeah. So, Uh, some bonehead comes up and says, "No, it's flat." Did they read about the <laughs> What? Yeah, she, she's talking Magellan? about a, she's talking about an explorer who. Just, oh yeah. You know. Don't they read about Magellan? <laughs> right. Yeah. He starts sailing and then he shows up on the other side. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's pretty easy and simple to see the curvature of the Earth. You know what? I think a lot of millions of people have nothing else to do on this earth but to sit around and think of these concoctions. Yeah, that this is that, this is that. And then when you heard about, oh, hey, I never heard of that. No, you couldn't be more right. It drives me crazy. And there's quite a large contingency of people that do what you just described. And I just want to grab them by the neck and... And you know, honestly, God, yeah, it's just no, no common sense to it. Why do you spend your time concocting this stuff? Really, they need a, they need a hobby. They need to do something. Maybe get some exercise. Well, send them here. I'll give them a hobby. <laughs> you can, hey, you can put them on the island. Yeah. Oh man, you brought up the subject again. I really love that island. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. don't you think? Don't you think it's a better idea than the, we t- put them in a prison for life? Yeah, and feed them, clothe them. Yeah, yeah, and then they're of no use to humanity. Yeah, I mean seriously, uh, you take these these uh, these really bad people, put them on the island, and uh, one T-shirt, one pair of sandals, and once a week drop some food down. So you look talking about a bunch of people wearing T-shirts and no pants. No, no pants, no nothing. Let them go naked. Yeah. I, I mean, living in it's, it's got to be a jungle with very little trees. Yeah. Wait, did you say it's got to be a jungle with very little trees? Yeah. I mean, you know. Okay. Um. So in case they can, in case they. The sun is hot. They can cook in it. Hell with them. You don't want them to live. Yes, it's their problem. That's that's a that's a punishment. Hey, I just hear every day on the news this bonehead guy that did this and that, and and it's, I start thinking, why wouldn't this guy not think of, hey, I shouldn't be damaging this man or this woman or this child. Right. These criminals are unheard of. Yep. Do you see on an average of three or four people got shot and killed? Oh yeah, on a daily basis. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely bad. Yeah, there's there's no question. I think a lot of people would love to uh, put people on the island. Yeah, and then we put guns in their hands and go kill them some more. <laughs> why don't why not eliminate selling guns? 
Dad, you know, a lot of people would love to hear you uh, as if you were running for political office saying these things. People would vote for you, Dad. There's no question. Oh, man. I don't want to be elected for nothing as far as that goes. But uh, I'll tell you what. I got uh, 10, 12 neighbors in here around me. Yep. We love each other. We say hi. How are you? They come up with their dogs walking. They're just dog stops. And I'm sitting there on a on the ground, petting the dog. This is great living that way. Yeah. That's, uh, you've got your own little, you're like the, you're like the leader of the community. Honest to God, it's, I don't know if they realize that, but they sure as hell don't uh, uh, ignore what I'm doing. No, they love you. That's why, yeah. that's why so many people help you guys. Well. Um, let's see. Uh, I have another question about the moon. Uh, Dean about the moon. Yeah, yeah. Dean has a question. He says, "Could you settle a dispute?" And maybe Joanne can weigh in on this too. She's in on it. Is the moon a planet, or is the moon a moon? Please embellish. I think I would want to guess that the moon is a planet, but it's not a. Uh, yeah, it probably could be livable because it's not going to be like the sun that'll burn the hell out of you. Well, um, it's I mean, a planet, but they call it the moon. There's a man in it. Why <laughs> there's a man in it? Man in the moon. <laughs> well, a moon is a moon. Um, uh, okay, so maybe it could be both. It's a planet. It's a planet. It's a planet and a moon. I think it's a moon. It's a moon. It's I- a it's a shiny, you know, I want to say for a Christian person yeah, that it's God's choice to light up the world. There you go. Hey, you're bringing Night it all and day. You're bringing it all around. Just don't tell God about your uh, lack of knowledge on Lent. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> my, that's my understanding. Oh, I know you're serious about that. You say, I'm not talking to anybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. How about this one? This is the last question that I have. Tra- right, don't stop. I love today. Travis set, asks, my neighbor has five dogs who constantly bark at 5 a.m. How should I confront them? Should I uh, Will Smith them or just or be just as annoying and blast music on repeat? Well, um, yeah, Joanne said, how about talking to him? Yeah, I don't know why everybody has to uh, go to violence or playing loud no, music. No, no, but, uh, but it really is not a right thing to do, to have five dogs. It just isn't. Well, I got four. I mean. Well, it's not a right thing to do. But you, you are an intelligent person. You take care of those animals. Yeah, it's like a full-time it's job. Just not running, running loose around, destroying the neighbors, neighbors' lots, and all that. Well, sometimes I know you. Sometimes they take off, but I don't. You well, know. Yeah, but you still. I remember you, the first dog that you found and you kept. Oh yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot, and that lasted a long time. Well, yeah. And I actually. Loved you for doing that. Yes, I love animals. That's a a big. Uh, in fact, 
Yeah, yeah, and me too, believe you me, I really care, but I don't want to have an animal because I just don't think I want to be taken care of them. Yeah, you don't, you don't like the idea of the commitment. You like to be able to just not worry about them. Yeah, we've had dogs, you know that. You grew up with dogs. Yeah, we'll just bring ours over and you can say, I lit this dog's hair. That's right. Hey, have you noticed how your dog comes out and just lay down uh, yeah. under my uh, seat? No, they love you. They love you. There's no question. I mean, hey, no problem. Dogs are great animals. Okay. Well, Dad... Um, you've done it again. You and Joanne have, uh, just done a, uh, absolute, absolute, uh, time once again, uh, talking with us and everybody loves you and, uh, you know, just have a hell of a day. Okay. All right. You do the same, but I want to tell you something. You really threw some heavy duty stuff to me today. What are you talking about? You know, your questions were kind of tough for me to deal with. Really? I thought you did awesome. Well, the, the, but I, within myself, don't feel that I did the right thing. Oh, are you uh, are you having second thoughts about some of them? No, no, no. It's just I had to think what I'm going to say. Usually I can blabber right out. Yeah, well, that's okay. You got to take your time, come up with the answer, and you did. You did great. Well, I hope so. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Now, All if right. you if you suddenly like freaked out and started saying the N word or something like that, I mean that. I, no, 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 no. Oh, hey. Uh, in conclusion, I really want to. Uh, what do you think this? Uh, the laws have allowed people to have guns and all kinds of them. Oh, you want my opinion on gun ownership? Yeah. And, uh, you noticed I'm talking about the guns that have gotten into the bad elements. Well, I think, you know, there is a, um, there is an opinion that the presence of guns causes crime to occur, but there is an opposite opinion that says, yes, guns exist. Bad people get the guns any way they can and then do terrible things with them. So the idea is, why should the people who actually use guns because, well, for whatever reason, to arm themselves or to to hunt or whatever, why should they be punished because uh, bad people are going to get those guns? You know what I mean? Outside of waving a magic wand and make all guns disappear, um, these, the bad people are going to get guns, you know? So I, you know, I guess I'm torn on that. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I haven't looked into it enough to determine one way or the other, what, uh, a gun control can do to aid a community. But I tend to think that it, uh, will do nothing to, uh, to improve crime, to, you know, make it so that, um, there's less uh, uh, violence. Well, then, if guns are not available to them, how could they do commit crime? But how are you going to keep them from being available? No, it should not be available for right. the public. Well, it, uh, let's, guns should belong right. to the people that are the law enforcing people. Okay. So, I mean, I guess um, let's just say for this discussion we could make all guns disappear. Um, yes, totally melting all down. Right there. There were no, let's just say fantasy world. There are no more guns. 
Um, I don't know if that necessarily means that there is no more crime or violent crime. I think it's, there would be my, I would be under the impression that there would be, they'd come up with another way to harm people. Bad people would. They stab you. <laughs> they stab you, says. I believe right. that. I mean, it's, Eric, do you listen to the news on a daily basis with how many people died of gun use? Yes, I uh, I know that there when a lot of times, like there was just a crime on the subway in, in New York. That's probably what you're referencing. Yeah, four people on one shot got the killed. Um, there was a lot oh. of there was a lot of uh, horrible things. I I have um, I kind of like I go the other way. If the in New York, it is. Uh, it's one of the strictest places for guns. It's very difficult to even carry a gun in a city like New York. And so that is a, a very uh, ripe area, fertile ground for the bad guys to carry out their bad things. Had the bad guys known or been uh, under the impression that any one of those civilians could be armed, they would not have done that. You know, I think that the opposite is I actually think the answer is more guns <laughs> that if more people, more uh, uh, law abiding people were armed, the bad guys would know that and wouldn't go to the places that are soft targets like the inside of a subway train. I think they should ban guns except strictly for hunting. And that's all there is to it. Hey, you know what? I'm glad that you are strong in your opinion. That's my feeling. Hey, I had guns. Uh, well, you uh, had a you had a hunting rifle. Uh, yeah, well, for thirty years it sat there, or twenty right. years, and I bought it from you know old Michael. Right. Handgun. A handgun. Okay, that thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, we went up north. Were you there when we shot him? No, I shot him about two, three times, and yeah. then I had no use. It sat there for years. Okay. So I finally saw it, and I called Mike. I said, Mike, you're an avid uh, owner of handguns and all that. Well, what are you going to do about this gun that uh, you sold me a long time ago? Yeah. He said, I'd like to buy it back. I sold it to him. Oh, you, oh, he's got it now? He's got that revolver? Yes. I. Uh, what the hell is the sense of me having a gun when I am not going to use it at all? Well, so some people say that's what everybody's norm. Yes. They got a gun. They're going to use it for something hunting or so. I have no desire for that. Well, I, the way I look at it is this in the very rare instance that some weirdo decides to shoot up Walmart in the very rare. If I happen to be there rather than running away or hiding and hoping I don't get shot. I like my odds much better that I can pull out my pistol and shoot him. And shoot him. That is the only, that is the deciding factor to me. I would like to be, um, that is a safety uh, net for me that I would be in control of that in the event of a person doing something terrible. I could save someone's life or my own. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my thought on that. I understand what you're saying. I believe it. And I trust you 
for all the things that you said, you are really a good man with a gun. I remember an issue that you really should have pulled a gun on this guy. You do? Was it was it was yeah, it my brother? One time that uh, not too long ago that we were up north. Oh no 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 no! You see, no, that's listen, the thing. That was my feeling. I said, Scott, no. I like to see him pull out and uh, no. no no no. Well, that's the thing. You see, it training teaches but you. you didn't do that. No, you don't. And I and uh, I don't even know if I had my pistol on me. I wouldn't have because you there's, had it. There's a there's a protocol, and it is the gun only comes out to shoot. And you have to, your life has to actually be threatened. And it's a very, very strict open and shut thing. Um, well, I, tr- I trusted your intelligence. You right. control it well. So my point is, a person who has the required training to have that pistol recognizes and discerns right from wrong situation arising that deadly force is necessary. That situation did not warrant deadly force. All it warranted was me telling that guy to hey shut up that's all so he had a gun i don't think he did he had a gun he didn't pull it he didn't pull it but he had a gun and i'm standing there with this big cane in my hand i didn't want to intervene with that i think what's going on i I, i'm 90 i'm 100 sure that he did not. It, you 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 may yeah. have you may have added a layer to that story. It was just a couple of old men yelling at each other. Yeah, well, no, he didn't uh, have a gun, Dad. No, 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 no. I, uh, no, well, no. Anyway, I was glad that it turned out the way it did. Oh yeah, no big deal. That the trick was just because somebody was going to use his area to yes. Oh, no, it was no the question. Damn thing was. Uh, I remember, I remember you were the one that lit the fuse because the guy started to talk and you go, hey, we don't need a lecture. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, it went went nice. All right. Well, look, hey, everybody loves you guys. and uh, I love you too, honey. And you have a nice day. I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, guys? You bet. All right. I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. I got to come see you. We're going to have a cookout. All right. Joanne, you all happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yes, baby Jesus is coming to town. I should say he's rising from the dead. Audience, you are wonderful people. Okay, guys. We'll talk to you. Goodbye. Okay, see ya. Oh, man. Yeah. You see, Dad has, um, he reads the headlines. About the New York City subway thing. He's like, our guns are causing this death and destruction. We need to ban all guns. So, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Corey says, Easter, when the baby Jesus rose from the dead riding a giant bunny. Yeah, I did say, baby Jesus, that's that's Christmas is the baby Jesus. I know that. It's just, oh God, I just wanted to get out of that conversation. Yeah, he's taking the story of when... Oh, I fucking forgot the name of the guy um, I got in the argument with. And and now he's added a layer that that, di- that, that guy had a gun. He didn't have a gun. I, I didn't, he said I had my gun, but I don't even remember. I don't think I had my gun. Uh, 
and and uh, no, no one has died in New York. He he has his brain is kind of his brain is meatloaf today. No, no one is. How did no one die in that? By the way. All right, that was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Dear Meathead, uh, I want you to check out the Just Chirpin podcast, J-U-S-T-C-H-I-R-P-I-N, for knuckleheads talking about love, life, and hockey. All right. Uh, Just Chirpin, a lot of ball busting going on in that show. Good guys. You can find it uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on their website, justchirpin.com. If you'd like to advertise on the Eric Zane Show podcast, uh, you can reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid NEV, 616-532-6600. Get your cars fixed at Irvine's, for God's sake. Domestic, European, Asian, everything but Volkswagens, EVs, hybrids, Irvine's, that's E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids, Hybrid, and EV. Oh, no. Hold on. The sign fell. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Tis the season for signs falling off the wall. By the way, this is the first day in a long time, well, six months, that I haven't needed the heater in this room. Oh, my God. How much does it cost your electric bill uh, each month? I'm sorry, each day. I just got a bill back in this house. It's $7.50 for electricity. I've never seen it. uh, I guess I've never really sat and broke down the bill. But they actually do it for you. Your house is your you're spending seven dollars and fifty cents on electricity. That seems very reasonable to me. That seems pretty damn good. Now you multiply it by how many days in a month, but uh, it's not bad, I guess. All right. Uh, Van Dyke Mortgage, Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage. You can still get a very, very low rate. Okay. I really encourage you to take your 30-year loan that you're paying on and come up with the extra cash and convert it to a 15-year. First of all, you're going to get a lower interest rate. Like if you're sitting at about a three and a half, four, and you convert to a 15, you're going to have a much lower interest rate, which is going to save you a lot of money. In addition to the percentage rate being lower, but the amount of time that you're paying the loan off is is halved, halved, okay? And so, you know, you're going to pay more each month, but fucking beg, borrow, steal, work a second job, whatever the fuck it is, but get that term reduced, okay? Mario can help you with that. You should really look into that. 30 years is a long-ass time. Cut that thing in half. 
Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. You'll save thousands of dollars that way. TC Paintball. I see Rick is, uh, he's got people outside now. That's awesome. TC Paintball, GR.com. You got Little League today. Come as you are. Walk in the door, 445. Fill out the form. You and your kid are out there having fun with the low-impact machinery. Doesn't hurt, so you're good to go. If you got a new paintball player, young person, that's the way to go. Introduce them to pay, uh, paintball without any like, ow, oh, fuck me, shit. Okay, none of that. I remember um, Gabe, the Honduran, uh, his son, Gabe Jr., he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. He's, you know, 12, 13-year-old kid. And uh, <laughs> one of the, I think it was Todd, shot him in the back. Snuck up behind him. Shot him in the back. And this kid, oh, God. He's like, ah, oh, didn't cry. Did not cry. Uh, gather up the neighborhood kids with the dads and the hot moms and uh, check out TC Paintball's Little League in Grand Rapids, Michigan. TCPaintballGR.com. Berlin Raceway opens up this weekend, and I want you to go. I'm going to make a Facebook post today to give away tickets. The season opener, 72nd season opener on the asphalt half mile at Berlin Raceway. The It's called Berlin Icebreaker. Tickets are just five bucks for Saturday's event. Get them at berlinraceway.com. Let's say you got mom, dad, Three kids under 15 to get in and sit down. That's $10, $10, five bucks a ticket for the icebreaker. If you really want to go on the cheap, bring a cooler, no bigger than 12 by 18 or 12 by 19. I think, I don't know. Small cooler. One of those uh, uh, fucking collapsible ones. The vinyl ones. And put the snacks in there and whatever, something to eat because racing starts early. Okay? And then soft drinks. You can bring in uh, soft drinks in cans. No glass. You can bring uh, the, the food, like I said. So, theoretically, you wouldn't spend any money. But, of course, Dad's going to want to knock back a beer. And so you can get that there. My point is, it's the most affordable uh, and most exciting thing you're going to see. Holy shit. Racing? Oh, God. Fuck yes. I cannot wait. April 30th, I'm going to be there with the Zaniacs, but the season opens this uh, Saturday. Saturday, April 16th. This is the thing to do. Five bucks a ticket for the opener. Now, after this weekend, they go up to 12 bucks. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Have Jacob and Jason install the flooring. I will be announcing the recipient of the great flooring giveaway coming up at the end of this week. Reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation to get a flooring estimate. They'll come to your house, measure the room, go home, do some math, send you an email saying this is how much it's going to cost for us to professionally put in your flooring. 
616-318-0167. If you are in West Michigan, that's what you do. Okay. We have a race war brewing, like I said, some time ago in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, a lot of you have followed me as I've talked about it. Week and a half ago, a guy was pulled over named Patrick Lyoya. This is all we know. Now, you got to understand, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking from a position of no information. So I don't assume anything. The people in the black community have assumed everything and have already convicted the police because a black guy got shot in the head. My point is maybe, maybe that was, uh, done, uh, wrong. Maybe, I don't know. I, maybe it was done by the book. Maybe deadly force was appropriate. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they did handcuff him and shoot him and say, I hate black people and shoot him. And I have no idea, no clue. So you know what I'm doing? Waiting. My point when I brought in race baiter, Robert S, who is the county commissioner in the 17th district of uh, Grand Rapids or of Kent County was, I think it's reckless that you have said this was an execution because you don't, you haven't seen shit. And I got him to admit, that's just my opinion. He didn't say that on his Facebook post. People like Robert S are the reason why everybody's going to destroy downtown starting today. Now, hopefully not. I say that um, hoping that that's all wrong. Um, But enough assholes like Robert S. have stoked the fires that there's preparations being made in Grand Rapids for a riot. Today, the big news is they are going to release the footage of what happened in that incident. So let's unpack this based on what we know right now. Here you go. Case, Grand Rapids Police Chief Eric Winstrom confirming he will release the video from the shooting tomorrow during a three o'clock press conference. We have learned that the footage will come from multiple. Uh, Actually, this is yesterday's story. So it's today at 3 p.m sources including body cam dash cam cell phone video and video from a ring camera at a nearby home okay the chief says that the video and audio will not be edited except for some blurring to protect privacy it will depict the moment that patrick leoya was shot and killed by the officer we do have team coverage tonight whitney bernie spoke with people who marched to city hall and we have kyle mitchell inside the city commission meeting as public comment continues tonight after more than three and a half hours and we've been listening in one by one as community members have stepped up to what's that guy wearing about the handling of the shooting the hell was that thing more than three and a half hours and we've been listening in one by one as what is this guy wearing what is up with that community i think that that might be scarves of the color of the flag where lyota's lyoya's family is from i think he's
Congolese. Does that sound right? Congolese. Members have stepped up to voice their concerns about the handling of the shooting investigation. Several people have called out police and city leaders saying that they're trying to cover up what's in the shooting video. Many called for the commission. I, I'm, I'm curious as to how they could say that the city is trying to cover it up when it's being shown today. And that's that's part of what my point is, because a lot of the people that you are going to hear speak today in this clip don't care about waiting to actually see the video. They have already made a decision. So much so that, my own personal opinion, no matter what is seen today on this video, they're still going to be very headstrong um, about this. So if we turn on the TV at 3 and we see Patrick Lyoya strangling the cop to death and then the cop shoots him, they're still going to think the cop was wrong. You know what I mean? That's the impression I get, at least. City manager and GRPD leadership to resign. They said the city has failed to prevent Patrick's death and protect people in the black community. I don't know how you sleep at night. I cannot sleep at night knowing that I took someone's father, son, brother, cousin, best friend, boyfriend, community member, churchgoer away from them. You see, that's where I wish that the people that are on the city commission can say, well, you haven't seen anything. You don't know what happened. You might be right. But I'm just wondering how you can make it seem like such an... You've already convicted everybody here, and, and that's... that's You can't. How, how do you do that? Rest in power, Patrick Leoya. I think that I am black, and I don't have the right to deserve to die if I... If somebody tried to kill me, I am black, so come kill me. I bet you won't. And... Do I know if I'm going to ever be able to live my whole life? Because of every single one of y'all want to let these people come around and kill people for no reason. They did anything. To, they did not do anything to y'all. Okay. Now, again, no one has any clue what actually happened here. We're going to find out. And I, I guess my question is, are these people who have, uh, who are this pissed off? It just seems to me like um, they're, they're, they're judge, jury, and executioner before actually getting any of the information that matters. You know, what happened. So shut the fuck up. Wait. I am done with y'all. And I just want to talk to the police department. I don't even want to say anything to you guys in regards of this matter, but to the police department, does the color of my skin bother you? Did the color of his skin bother you? Imagine if one of the guys said, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. The jewelry he wearing? Well, was wearing. Bother you? I would like to know. Man, what the fuck is this person wearing behind her? Jesus. Again, we have a crew inside the city commission meeting right now. We are also streaming the full meeting online at woodtv.com. And as people were filing in to make their voices heard to the city commission, faith leaders met at MLK Park along with Kent County Commissioner Robert Womack. Oh, our pal Robert is in is in attendance. To share a message of peace and joy. <clears throat> they talked about tomorrow's video release. We stream this live at woodtv.com. And here's a portion of their message. Tomorrow you will see a video oh, that boy. is going to be horrific if you ask me. Well, um, I'm not axing you. I am. Uh, I'm reasonably confident that a man being shot in the head would be horrific. 
but I don't, and you don't know the scenario that led to that. Very horrific. It's going to be heartbreaking. It's going to move you to emotion. But we ask you to still be intellectual as you join us looking for peace. This guy is so stupid. I'm asking you to be intellectual. For the Leoya family. Now we're asking you to trust us when we make a plea to you, all of Grand Rapids, that in the hours to come with the release of this horrific video, that now this is our time. I wish one of these assholes would say, um, instead of this, what we're, you know, what we're seeing and hearing, one of them would say, uh, as soon as we uh, view the footage, then we will have a statement and opinion on this. But no one does that. They all just, it's adding to the fervor. This is why the city's going to burn because these assholes come up, go out of their way to have these uh, uh, grandiose moments um, where they're, you know, rallying their support and people are getting pissed off. It's inciting people is what it is. To be a world-class community with no violence, no vandalism. That's code for destroy everything. No injuries. We're angry. We're hurt. We've been here before. The team that I'm with tonight, we've been at the table for years advocating for policy change. We've advocated training change, hiring change. Um, I think that this could still be an appropriate thing to say because um, since no one's seen this video, once it's seen, I might feel like them. I I may actually agree with them that this is uh this was terribly wrong. Um, it, it it's all based on what I see. Like remember when those scumbags in Georgia shot the black guy running down the street and they uh, they got all the time in prison just recently. That was fucking. I mean, open and shut case is so obvious. You might have that here with this cop. I don't know, which is my point of all of this, you know? What we need you to do is trust us and our leadership when we're asking you as a, as a team, we're asking you collectively as a community. Robert has a face that looks like he's smelling shit all the time. Look at him. ...to stand down on violence, thoughts of violence, in any level of community vandalism. We got to stand up, and in standing up, that means we got to hold people. I tell you what, I hope my buddy Bob Kayser is putting boards over the windows down at Kilwins. Accountable. We cannot allow people to feel like because we're asking them to pray, because we're asking them not to be violent, because we're asking them not to vandalize, that that does not mean we're getting ready to hold people accountable. We're going to hold all parties I hope the cops come out with a statement that says, so um, this video's coming out today. And um, if there's anybody that decides to destroy our city, we're going to beat the fuck out of you in the street and you will be arrested. They, they should go out of their way and do that. It's accountable because our community is hurting across the nation. People are tired. And so we're setting up some systems to make sure that people feel that we understand that accountability is necessary, but smashing in a window is not going to hold them accountable. You can rewatch that entire news conference from faith leaders right now.
at woodtv.com. Ahead of tonight's commission meeting, people marched through the streets of downtown Grand Rapids. News Ace Whitney Bernie. Now the cops have put up these barricades with this fence. That is not going to hold these people. Was there and she joins us now live from Calder Plaza where the demonstration ended. Whitney. That march got started right across from Rosa Park Circle earlier this afternoon before demonstrators made their way through the city of Grand Rapids. Tonight, they're calling on city leaders for accountability, saying that video should have been released already at this point. I want, okay, I will give one of you $100 to go downtown today with a t-shirt that says uh, Kyle Rittenhouse Fan Club. Over 100 people filled the streets of downtown Grand Rapids this evening. I'm horrified that this is, it keeps on happening and it's not getting any better. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No one does, you stupid asshole. Calling for justice for 26-year-old Patrick Leoya. You fucking whale. At all. Um, I was scared that it was happening in my own city that I live in. The march organized by the Royal... God, is anyone here under 300 pounds? Look at this WWE star. Yeah, look at this guy with the gun. I'm sure I'm sure this is going to be a non-violent day. The guy in front's got a fucking gun. <laughs> this group defund the GRPD, they're pieces of shit. They've been all over. This is right by Cumulus. See Soho Sushi? This is right by Cumulus right here where they're walking. The Black Panther Party started at Rosa Park Circle and made its way through downtown. Organizers making calls for the release of the video and accountability from city leaders. The Royal Black Panther Party? What is that? They say ignored their warnings about GRPD policy. We're sick and tired and we've had enough. We've been had enough and we demand justice and we demand a change and that change is going to start with us. Among those in attendance of today's march, family of Patrick Leoya. I don't know when my brother is killed just like that. Why is that? They say they want as many people as possible to see what happened on April 4th. We want the, the world to see who did this so the other police they can learn next time they're not going to do it. That's what we want. We're fighting for justice. We're fighting for justice for all of us, not only my brother. Is, is, is that the guy who was in the film Black Panther? He sounded just like him. April 4th. So we want the, the world to see who did this so the other police they can learn next time they're not going to do it. That's I love Wakanda. We're fighting for justice. We're fighting for justice for all of us, not only my brother at the end of the day, because we're all human beings. Now, tonight, that protest ended right here at Calder Plaza because there were so many people that attended that protest. A lot of them got stuck out here as they waited to filter up to city commission chambers and make their voices heard. Reporting here in Grand Rapids, Whitney Burney, News 8. Again, police will release the video from the shooting tomorrow at a 3 o'clock press conference. We will bring that to you live over at woodtv.com. Oh, boy. This might get very, very messy now, uh, just so that we're all on the same page. You know, if we're going to, if, if something terrible, if I see something terrible, I'm going to interpret it the way my eyes can and my, my brain can. Um, and it'll either be this uh, is, it could be, deadly force was necessary or deadly force was not necessary. I don't know. And it's not up to me to decide. I think that the showing of this could incite people that much, uh, worse. Um, 
I think that today could get extremely ugly. And then if the cops, the Michigan State Police, who are, investi- who are investigating this whole thing, if they determine ultimately that um, no charges and this guy can continue being a cop, this is going to, you know, these people are pissed off. They don't, they, they want to be judge, jury, and executioner without even seeing it. What do you think is going to happen when, if the police say, if the Michigan state police say this man can't be charged, he didn't do anything wrong. This was a by the book, deadly use of force, you know? Um, Melissa says, Eric, go live at 3 p.m. We can watch it together. Yeah, maybe. Tyler says, what gets me is people taking this a step too far. If the officer acted maliciously, why does that mean all police are racist and all black people are at risk of being shot walking down the street minding their own business nick says these are not people who are waiting on evidence these are people waiting to be let off their leash jason says let's go back to the start Loyola chose to run slash fight Concerning the morbid obesity, Jesse says they only exercise when there's a Black Lives Matter protest. Melissa, referring to the deceased, says stop breaking the law, asshole. Kyle says, looks like downtown Byron Center will be quiet today. Glad I live in the suburbs. Me too. Me too. Jason says, problem is, even if justified, his career could very well be over. Maybe. I just saw that those Buffalo cops, the one, remember the when the Buffalo cops are walking down the street and the old man's like, ah! You gotta, you gotta love peace. And they go, get the fuck out of the way, old man. And he didn't say, he didn't move. And so they ran into him and he fell down and cracked his head. Those two are back on the job. It took forever, but they are back on the job. I was not in support of that. I did not like that in any way, shape, or form. I thought those guys should have been fired. Oh, man. Um, Adam says, any local business owners down there have about five hours to board their windows up. All right. Yeah, maybe we'll go live. I don't know. Let's see. What do I got going on today? Hey, Daisy, what's up? All right. Yeah, let's watch it together. You'll see the notification on Twitch. I'm going to wait till they just get started, though. I don't want to sit here and burn time and try to, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the, that's the long answer. Uh, yes, is what I'm telling you. 
All right. On Twitch or Zoom? It will be on Twitch. It will be on. It'll be just like this. Okay. How does that sound? Okay. One of you who's not on Patreon needs to right now. Right now. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You're like, you know, he's always talking about it. I know it helps him. Uh, I might as well throw him a bone. Pate, you won't be let down. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It's so much fun. It's fun to be on Patreon with your old pal Eric Zane. More stuff for you to listen to. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. My website is where you get the T-shirts. Eric Zane Show Podcast T-shirts, several designs to choose from. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. I think it was it was it Chad Haskins, the most recent person who went over there. Kent reached out to me. Yes, Chad Haskins. Thank you so much for going over and visiting with my pals over at Johnson Carpet One Floor at Home Discount Outlet. You use the Eric Zane Show discount, get you 10% off. Big giant pool barn, small red sign. It says Johnson's behind Little Caesars along Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. No rioting this weekend or tonight in Granville, Michigan. Bosco's Pub. We meet there April 30th. That's a Saturday, 2 p.m. In the meantime, go check them out for lunch or dinner or after hours or drinks or whatever it may be. It's a great hangout place, small little place. Uh, Very, very nice. Part of Terra Square. No rioting in Terra Square. Bosco's Pub, online at boscospub.com. Great burgers, draft beer, bottle beer. Well drinks, no Russian vodka, Bosco's Pub, boscospub.com. And last but not least, yesterday I uh, drove over to the Tax Hobbits uh, business and saw PJ from Taggart County, and I had two more last-minute returns for him to do. I go, hey, you got to do the NFK, and you got to do Madison. They go, all right, what do you got? I go, here's the NFK's pension. Here's the NFK's uh, Social Security. And uh, here's Madison's W-2s. All right. Good to go. It can be that simple for you. I drove it over and hand delivered it. You can upload it if you want. They're only taking um, returns like that. You know, like where you drop off your stuff. No more appointments. You don't need an appointment. Okay. Just uh, drop your stuff off or get it to them via the online portal. And then, you know, they're going to let you know, hey, you're, we're going to do your taxes on Thursday at 4 p.m have your phone handy in case we have a question for you. That's it. And I know this is down to the wire because the 18th is a tax deadline. You can still take advantage of this no matter where you are in the U S call TJ, excuse me, PJ or Christina at 616-301-9516 for tag accounting. All right. It's the asshole of the day. Today, the asshole of the day is blacks. I'm totally kidding. I, I would never do that. I know I wrote it down there, but I'm just being a smart ass. I don't believe that. 
Eric. Eric, two, no, in honor of Gilbert Gottfried's passing, that's important to stick your fucking finger right in the eye and say, yes, that's a joke. Shut up. That's a joke. That's a joke. Doesn't count. <sighs> Asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Well, I didn't even get to half my shit I was going to talk about today. I could go for another hour. I'm not kidding you. I could go for another hour today. I don't know if this is much better, but uh, I'm going to make Robert S. the asshole of the day again, just because. Just because he is. Okay. All right. So uh, that's it for Mother Mary here, for my dad, for Joanne, for the dogs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nick is saying Kenny again for his one-star review. No, no, no. Come on now. Okay. Have a good one. I'll talk to you on Patreon. Till next time. Bye-bye. 